the Florida Panthers defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday night in a fashion where the Panthers dominated in every facet of the game. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this weekend post-game edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News. You can follow me on X at Man 12 follow show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, Cats fans, I'm sure I'm sure you guys are extremely pumped after that <laughs> that that game that we saw on Saturday night where the Florida Panthers defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning by a final score of 9-2 to to win the season series against the Tampa Bay Lightning, both of them on the road with one more left at Amherst Bank Arena on sad, uh, on in mid-March on, on a Saturday. Uh, but the, the Panthers, after giving up the first goal on the first shot, just dominate the rest of the way, going into the second period with a, a 4-1 uh, lead, get two power play goals quickly in the in the second period and this game had zero doubt after that but let me bring in my guest here on the show for today's edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast he is florida panthers historian francisco aporta welcome back to the welcome back to the podcast my friend and great great to be recapping this one specifically i lost track after a while as to what the heck was going on with the game but it was uh it was Wonderful in many accounts, really so much great things that we saw tonight or today, whatever you want to call this, but from the Panthers today in a building that's always been tough to play. And these games between the Lightning and the Panthers are not usually like this. It's usually a chippy affair that goes into overtime and it's a one it's a one point game. And that's usually what happens. But lots of interesting things happen. So let's let's recap let's go yeah i mean i mean not the not the first uh not the first game that the panthers have uh had against tampa bay lightning where it's been a lopsided affair i mean you think about when the panthers during the president's trophy season i mean half the lineup was out of the tampa bay lightning due to covid that first game out of the all-star break last season uh at home uh, so there have been some lopsided affairs. Also, the Tampa Bay and um, Lightning ended the Florida Panthers' 13-game winning streak back in 2022 in South Florida. That was an 8-4 victory. So we've seen it on both ends of this one. But tonight, uh, Francisco, with in the first period, especially with the the Panthers, their goals were not coming for the low slot early. There were like redirections, tips. Uh, Brandon Montour's uh, goal came right off the faceoff where where he he got it through, off of uh Lilleberg and then in in the goal, mm-hmm. in the net as well uh and and just the the getting the pucks in deep winning your battles and then and then early on Stenlin gets that goal as well 
and then just really the the power play just the two goal the two goals at the beginning of the of the second period as well where the that one was off a, off of a failed challenge by John Cooper after the fourth one going into the second but just the Panthers just when you think about giving up that first goal which Montour was really up in his zone and Mikola had to make up for it. And then Sergey Bobrovsky gives up the first goal on the first shot. But then the Panthers, their forecheck was going. Their gaps were in control. I mean, you look at the Corsi 4 percentage of the Lightning, 53 to 37. But at five on five, the Panthers still got more shots on net. Just goes to show the the lack of lanes that the Tampa Bay Lightning had on, on, on the night. Well, I mean, it's it's something that I guess has been a bit of a criticism with the Tampa Bay Lightning with their 505 play power play. Of course, they come into the league, uh, come into this game with the best power play uh, percentage of the league. The Panthers also come in with the third highest PK percentage uh, amongst the road teams. And so, I mean, you had these, you know, an unstoppable force and removable object coming in today. Panthers on the 10 game road winning streak. They're playing hot. Lightning, eight game home winning streak. Mm-hmm. Something, Something had to, to give. give. We, but we just didn't expect it to be like this. And it was an interesting, you know, assessment of the Lightning, of the Panthers' early uh, first period goals, especially, um, you know, David DeWark, you know, your colleague, uh, our colleague, I guess. Uh, he mentioned that, you know, Vasilevsky, a lot of those goals, you can't really hang on him because of just some of the. I guess, uh, randomness of it all, you know, hockey is the way it is. And, and just some of those weird deflections that just got past them. And, uh, but aside from that, uh, the Panthers were showing that if you just throw pucks at the net, sometimes good mm-hmm. things happen and a lot of good things happen today. Yeah. And then you, you had multiple goals where, where the Panthers were just those quick tic-tac-toe passing where the lightning were up past the circles um as they were exiting so that that really had that really let the panthers get past the defense as well for those quick passing um it, it was mostly after the fir- um first period when they were getting uh to the to the front of the net on those uh on those multiple second chance opportunities i mean bennett had one off, off a second chance off erod um, going there, Matthew Kachuk with multiple setups out in front as well. This was a game where Barkov didn't have a single shot on goal on the night too, where a game where he didn't have to. I mean, a few a few days ago we were talking about Reinhardt not getting um getting a shot off n- neither, and still the the depth scoring coming through for for the Panthers. That second line was in- incredible. Carver Hagee six shots on goal on the night, tough on pucks. Out, out quickly in, tra- in transition as well. We know how great that wrister is uh, for, for him. Uh, influence, influence one of the goals out in front uh, on the on the on the fourth goal uh, before John Cooper lost the challenge too. So just diff- so many different impact players. Josh Mahura, oh my goodness, um, only his third game in the calendar year of 2024. Stays ready, big, big physical. You could tell that he was a guy who was amped up to play. I, no Aaron Ekblad. We didn't even. We haven't even mentioned that so far on on the show. No Aaron Ekblad. OEL has to move up. And 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 what happened in the sixteen games? I know I've repeated it so many times that you of him playing on the top pair and then the balancing act of the the D too. Oh my goodness! There's so many great things to uh, to say. And Paul Maurice spoke about Mahura's character and his ability to stay ready, saying that he wants that Mahara wants to be here, wants to be part of a winner too. So that just goes to speak so much volumes about someone like him as well. 
You know, Josh Mahura, I, I made note of him, especially in this game, because Ekblad was out. He's the plug-in for today. And it was obviously we we're going to see, well, what does he have in him? He's been sitting out healthy scratches. And I mean, he he was noticeable, but in all the right ways, mm-hmm. in all the right ways. It, it looked like he, w- he had never been out. And that is, once again, testament to him and just staying ready, testament to the rest of the team as well right just going at it in practice and just plug him in and it's the, the machine still keeps going so uh that was great uh carter verhage 30 plus goals again he had 32 last season and he's on pace to probably score 40 i mean this is uh and you've got another guy in 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 reinhardt as well i mean the panthers entire depth scoring is is looking great the fourth line I've, I've been so happy for them these past few games uh they're getting a lot of ice time which is great because of the way the panthers have been playing overall but they're getting goals they're getting goals and and it would seem like they were collectively as a bunch they were so close to scoring on so many other chances in the past few months but now they're finally getting rewarded with those goals and now we're we're getting blowouts mm-hmm. quote unquote in that sense. So now of course they're getting more ice time and we're getting a lot of love for all these guys on, on that fourth line with Stenlin. We got uh Lomberg out there scoring goals. Now he got his first ever power play goal. I mean, this is, this is just amazing stuff to see. And it just goes to show that this team is running on all cylinders right now at this point, this is they've, they've taken over a, an actual, firm grasp of first place in the Atlantic division. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With uh, the Boston Bruins losing an overtime blew a three, one lead. Um, We've heard that before three, one lead against, but this time against the LA Kings uh, at home in a matinee. Um, And ever since they lost to Philly at home, all of their wins have been more than, by more than one goal as, as well. Just incredible 40 of 43 on the penalty kill in their 11 game road winning streak as well. That is something so noteworthy as, as well. Or the Panthers as far as stretch uh, they have been on. But we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we're going to discuss more about when we thought this game was won and our three stars of the game. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook and Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's $150 if your first bet wins. Bet on your favorite NBA players with quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. Back on this special weekend post-game edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again breaking the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, your first listen of the day. And here with Florida Panthers historian and Marlins historian, Francisco Aporta here. And by the way, 
if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel here on Locked On Panthers, our video on the homepage is the video of Francisco and I trying the Panthers sub. It's a YouTube exclusive, so go check that out uh, there as we did that right before the Caribbean Series final at Lone Depot Park, so check that out. But either way, um, anyway, um, three stars of the game for you, my friend. I'll let you go first on this one. Well, I'll give one to Bob. It's He had that amazing stop on Nikita Kucherov. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty tough to to you know sit there and your team is you know scoring buckets of goals on the other side and yet you still have to remain firm i mean the game was mostly uh the lightning scoring one goal for most of the game they got a second one in there but uh, Sergei Bobrovsky just held firm completely there were instances where the lightning could have made this game a lot closer there were a lot of scrambles and and, and chaos in front of the net at times earlier in the game, but Bob still found a way to hold firm and not go into panic mode in any way whatsoever, and then just held firm for the rest of the game after that. So I, I give one to Sergei Bobrovsky. I, I, I mean, sheesh, it's this, you know, Matthew, Matthew Kachuk, because just all the things that he does and from the grittiness of himself, standing up for teammates, scoring goals, setting up goals, I think all of that, and it kind of goes into when this game was won or lost, and that'll be in the when we get to that segment. But uh, just the things that he does, and overall, how uh, and I, I've posted this before on, on, on X or Twitter, what do you want to call it? But uh, how a lot of people were worried about Matthew Kachuk. Mm-hmm. I was never worried about him. I was like, hey, he's just recovering, he's doing all these other little things on the ice that doesn't show up on the score sheet, but y'all need to start noticing this type of stuff. And now he's showing up on the score sheet. And now your prediction of how many goals he's going to score in the, in the month of January starts to happen. And he is the, I mean, he would, if the all-star game were happening the next weekend, he would probably make the all-star team then, you know, so nothing was wrong with them. He's done great. So he's there too. And, I mean, after that, I mean, I'll give one, an honorary one as well, to Josh Mahura just for staying ready and just being so, so wonderfully noticeable in all the best ways on his defense, his skating, uh, just everything that he did today made me not uh, question him out there. He was completely solid, and, you know, I love the the fact that uh, you you asked that question to Paul Maurice uh, because that was – you know, I, I'm sure that he uh, he had praises for him as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think if, if Paul Maurice had a, had a star of a game, he probably would have given one to Mahara. <laughs> gotta love depth. Don't, gotta love depth on, on the roster <laughs> for, yeah. for sure. But uh, as far as my my uh, stars of the game, uh, number one is Verhage, six shots on goal, goal number 30 uh, on, on the night, very hard on the puck. Uh, for, and just using his speed to his advantage, and then uh, Bennett and Kachuk are going to be my other two. Both are both get four points uh, each on on the night, and just the if the, obviously if the twenty if the heart trophy if the heart trophy race started in January, not only All Star but heart trophy, we would be talking about that. So twenty twenty four MVP is, right now is Matthew Kachuk in the entire uh, league as 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 well, and and I. I got a, also an honorary mention to guys like Gustav Forsling. Uh, 
especially on the night OEL having to step up in, in, a, in a tough situation, just consistently closing gaps in. Uh, before, Braden Point scored that power play goal um, where Bob missed on the poke check and then he scored backhand. The, line, the top line of the Tampa Bay Lightning had eight total shots, were a minus eight combined. <laughs> so uh, at, at, at one point uh, on the night. And, and they were getting their shots. But just not, but they and matched and the Panthers just matched matched them up well. Took took and took away their took away their space. So definitely speaks volumes on what you were able to do against just top dogs and in, in in the Tampa Bay Lightning. We yes, we spoke about the power play, but just neutralizing them um, at five on five. But as far as when we thought this game was won, for me, it was the challenge. Um, that John Cooper did not was unsuccessful with, and that was, you know, in in live in in live time before I even looked at the screen, I, I was one I was I thought it was goalie interference at first, but then saw the replay above me, looked just looked up a little bit, and the glove of Vasilevsky was outside the blue paint, and also Randy Moeller in the intermission actually walked by us and actually like um, showed us where it landed it landed in the in the in the out in their part of the glove, not even yeah. in so that by the time he touched it, plus outside the crease, plus outside the crease. And then Carter Hagee not um, made contact with his stick. That's, that's leak. That's yeah. fine. No, yeah. no, no problem with that. So obviously when you're down that much, you, you have to take some type of risk when you're, you know, when you're, when your team is just a, a, a step slower and, and also goes to show uh, also what, what happens when when you're just out you're just outplaying someone like John Cooper is not sending his top power play unit out on on a power play later in the game there they miss a few shifts as, as as well um obviously you're preserving it they chased Vasilevsky we didn't even mention that they chased them um Jonas yep. Johansson uh was in came out in the, in the third period too so yeah. that's that's another that's another thing as, as well it's just like and Paul Maurice also spoke about how there's not really nothing you could, there's not really anything that you could take out of this game as far as because of the fact that nine goals is a rarity. He wants to, he spoke post game about wanting to, if there's anything of tape to show, it's about how well they were as far as coverage, their yep. battles along the boards. And that's something that they want to show, not necessarily yep. the scoring, because if we're really being honest, a little fluky on the night. Not not saying that we can't celebrate the win, but mostly fluky. Uh, before we transition, uh, your uh, the part where you thought the game was won for the Panthers. Yeah, um, and just mentioning Paul Maurice's comments at the end of the game, it was um, it's you know it's always uh, reserved in that sense where he wasn't uh, you know enjoy enjoy the game. A guys guys got a bunch of points to add to their to their their uh, hockey reference pages but uh he wanted to show yes the forechecking defense all those other things all the, in, the 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 little things that you do that's outside of the score sheet which is probably what they're going to be viewing when they're reviewing this game on the tape so uh that's great but as far as my i'm concerned just in hindsight just viewing all of the goals out of all nine of those which one was the most important the four to, the, the the fourth one after the challenge incredibly important but i'm going with the second one uh sam bennett's goal because of the way that it happened 
um, Dmitry Kulikov keeps that puck within mm-hmm. in the zone, the in the zone uh, mm-hmm. from crossing over the blue line. It chips on over to Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk waiting, not shooting, waiting for the opportunity to set up Bennett over on the other side of the circle, and Bennett just gearing up and boom, right past Vasilevsky, and it just showed to me like, oh, these guys, that first goal that the Lightning got, they're they're not letting up on that one. No, they're, they're just going to keep going with this. And it's they're just running on all centers, and we're just watching them be all of these teams. It doesn't matter whether it was the Buffalo Sabres, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Washington Capitals. They're beating teams of every echelon of the NHL, the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, th- these guys are, are able to play against anyone in mm-hmm. this league right now. They're not just gearing and just – uh, dumping all these points on terrible teams. They're not. They're not the Miami Dolphins. They're not that. It's not fraudulent like that. This <laughs> is a very well constructed hockey team that's playing incredibly well. And I just like the way that Paul Maurice uh, is coaching them at this point. It, it's um, keeping them focused, eye on the prize. They're set up to play this way for the postseason. Oh, and and it's definitely something that is. That seems sustainable. You feel that that when it comes to matchups and the nature of low-scoring games, especially from the experience last year, is is something that you you feel good about day in and day out. When they wake up, they know that the energy is just great in the room, and that really continues to carry that over along from game to game. But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to discuss more about we want ten. And more chance uh, at the at the arena as someone who was there, and more about just the Panthers. Just and ask the question: Did the Panthers send a message? We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time and. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets from all the sports, music, comedy, theater near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, viewed from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat when you buy, before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know what you're getting. A great deal before you check out. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last-minute tickets. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seat for big time savings. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Turns apply. Again, create an account and use code L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Back on this weekend edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And here on a weekend edition where the Florida Panthers defeat the Tampa Bay Lightning by a final score of nine to two in Emily Arena, where the Florida Panthers are now four, two, and two in their last eight games in the regular season here at Emily Arena. And speaking of that record, speaking of that run to the final, that now it's crazy because years ago it's 95 to 5% lightning fans 
in in this building for most of the games. Maybe like maybe I'm maybe that's being a little harsh. Maybe it was like ninety ten, uh, in most times that I would come to games here. But my goodness, the red chant was really loud uh, during the national anthem. And you spoke about that save from Kucherov um, that Bobrovsky had on Kucherov. As the Panthers were going into the locker room, we were hearing Bobby chants on the road in the state of Florida. Yeah, it's a short trip. But this had the vibes of Miami Heat visiting the Orlando Magic at formerly known as Amway Center, now called Kia Center. This had like all those vibes. There was the, you could tell like there's like just the hatred there. Yona Gajevich gets two fighting, um, two fighting majors, a 10 minute misconduct. Uh, Anton Lindell and, Bra- um, and Braden Point get one towards the end. The ba- And this is what obviously the refs had to do game management there as, as well, obviously, when it comes to that. And I see you trying to hold in your laughter there, Francisco, but. Along with all this, I want to get your opinion on the chance and everything. But also, I want to ask you this question at the same time. Did the Panthers send a message? Well, the overall feel of this game, I think the, the message has already been sent. This is this is not a new message. If anything, they're just they're just uh you know hitting repost on their on their tweet right now. Is that the Panthers are for real, they're going for it again. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the league has to watch out. And the rest of the league knows that because the Panthers always seem to get into uh, chippiness and fights and mm-hmm. grudge matches against every team in the NHL, whether they are in last place or in first place. So it doesn't matter. You bump Bob just a tiny bit and you saw what happened. There was, they, they just they're on you. It doesn't matter if the fourth mm-hmm. liners are on or the first liners are on. They're going to be on you. And as far as the entire atmosphere of watching the game uh, from afar, you can hear, you could hear the chants on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. It was loud and clear. Let's go Panthers during a couple of points of this game. And uh, Steve Goldstein, uh, the second time I heard it, was, uh, was also mentioning the fact that it was so nice to hear Panthers fans yell those chants in a building that has been tough for the Panthers historically mm-hmm. uh, as well especially with all the success lightning have had over the last decade or so and uh that was always fantastic to see uh just the, the chippiness the chirping by other fans just seeing people posting walking around the concourse just this group the sea of red fans just invading tampa just like heat fans invade orlando every time that happens so uh Panthers are starting to become fans that are well-traveled. We saw fans in Buffalo the other night as well that were chanting amongst the boos that were happening from the Sabres fans. That was nice to see. So uh, it's finally this franchise is is, is giving people, um, no matter where they are, something to cheer about. Um, the, the rivalry between Tampa and the Florida Panthers is starting to get really good again. And these two teams are on a trajectory right now. If things stay mm-hmm. the way they are for another first round series, another battle of Florida during the playoffs. And I, I highly doubt we're going to get this type of score for that series. Uh, but uh, it should be a fun one if we do get to that point. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want this game to, to, <laughs> 
make us prejudge what would happen in a seven game series as well. So that's where we need to have cooler heads uh, prevail. And also, when you talk about Panther fans chanting in Buffalo, because you're the Marlins historian as well, would it be a fair comparison to compare the Sabers to the Marlins? Because the the, the fans don't want to go to the games, not because they're not they're not true fans, but they have like nothing to cheer for as well. Like we we even spoke about, we don't blame fans for not wanting to go to a game if they have nothing to cheer for. <laughs> Well, uh, unlike the Sabres, the, the Marlins have actually done something in their franchise's history. So, you know, uh, but but no knock on the Sabres. They've the Pagulas have completely botched their their chances with the Sabres and yet have found some modicum of success with the Bills. It's mm-hmm. essentially the same issue with uh, Dole and his his reign as the owner of the Rangers in the Knicks. One team is always perpetually awful and the other team's always good the rangers are always good he just i don't know but uh as far as yeah but it, you know the, man but the panthers fans on the road are, are you're just starting to notice them you're starting to notice them. you'll you're starting to see those red jerseys all over the place doesn't matter where they are yeah uh not every sports owner is a stan Kroenke. uh that's for sure not <laughs> for uh avalanche rams uh you, you forget how, you lose track of how many teams that that man owns as well but uh just another another great showing by by the panthers 11 straight road wins uh and they're gonna be back on the road next thursday in carolina uh so it, yeah. there's a there's an, i wrote an article today about the amount of gaps that the florida panthers have also had in between some of their road games as well there was an 18 um, day stretch, a 13 day stretch, an eight day stretch, but that's all combined with an all star break, winter break, uh, five game homestand, all that. So the fact that momentum hasn't been lost as well on the road, that that speaks volumes. And also, in the during the intermission, Doug Plagans and I were talking about this about why the Panthers' success on the road is has been is very telling, is the fact that they don't have to rely on the last change. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's uh. That's actually a really good point. Um. And I was laughing towards the end as well, because we uh, you were mentioning the uh the referees trying to manage the game towards the end of it. We had a repeat of what we saw in Ottawa, where the benches mm-hmm. are completely empty at the end of the game, and you have to love the guys on this team. Just uh-huh. the the character of all of the guys on this team. They are fun in all the best ways and just seeing that at the end <laughs> steve goldstein saying oh barkov having a nice conversation with paul maurice at the end of the game because there's only like seven guys on the bench it's uh it's 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 really fun to see at and and all the fans whilst watching this game were just mm-hmm. having a chuckle this was a really fun game for everybody just uh, in a celebration of of the the personality of this team, the identity of this team. This was a mm-hmm. fantastic showcase of that. If anything, if that was the message that was being said today, it was that one. Yeah, and uh, that definitely a fun one as far as as that. And uh, Panthers have have put, put the league on notice. So the message was it wasn't specifically tonight that the message has been sent. It's been uh, sent for for a while uh, for the team, and also. They'll be getting Ottawa on a second end of a back-to-back, uh, so good for the Panthers as far as their next matchup against the uh, against the Sens. And also, I do want to correct one stat uh, that I said earlier. Uh, before the power play goal by uh, Braden Point, it was 
eight shots by that top line and a minus 12 prior to that. So even worse for the top line and just even more impressive. Also, the Panthers are 13, 14, and 0 when the opposition scores first. Yeah, and not phase whatsoever. That just goes to show the fact that they're never out of it and that even if, if they if on those 14 regulation losses that they have, a good amount of them are the Panthers remaining close. I, I mean, hold on. Before we sign off, I do want to see where the goal differential now lies uh, for, for for the Panthers after the, after the win. They're plus 50. Yes. Yeah, plus 50 at this point. Which um, is second best in the league behind Vancouver. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible. So, <laughs> I mean, this is... Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people would have imagined this Mm-mm. going into the season. What the, the people had the Sabres and the Senators in this spot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, experience matters. And uh, not only with that plus 50 second best, continuing to build off their second best regulation wins in the NHL as, as um, in, in, in the NHL as well, best in the Eastern Conference. So uh, this team, this team's a wagon. Uh, no, but no better, no, but no better way to say that. But uh, Francisco, I want to thank you so much once again for joining me on another edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you and work on, my friend. Yeah, uh, at FLA Cats History on on X Twitter. Uh, I also have uh, Panthers History on TikTok and FL Panthers History on on Instagram or anything like that. But uh, I just want to mention uh, as well. Uh, Yarmi Yager is going to have his number retirement ceremony with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Florida Panthers, great. As I mm-hmm. always mention, he had that nice small little stint he had in Pittsburgh. Oh, well. But uh, fantastic to see him being honored. He was skating with the Penguins today. And uh, I would hope that he comes by sunrise as well. And we can kind of honor him as well when he finally does retire professionally when he's 67 i have no idea when he's gonna end but <laughs> but uh you know just as uh, i'll be posting stuff it's just as a celebration of his career i posted the fact that you can see a lot of yarmir yager and alexander barkov and i think as panthers fans we should appreciate that going mm-hmm. into uh what's going to be a fantastic uh game and ceremony in pittsburgh tomorrow Yep, tomorrow night, 6 p.m. against the LA Kings for, for that ceremony for uh, Yarmir Yager and definitely has helped uh, Alexander Barkov really kickstart his career, him and Huberko at the, at the time for sure. But uh, thank you so much once again, Francisco, and I will see you next time, my friend. All right, take care. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. The Lock Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also to the other shows of Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fans, Yaki, Flip Livingstone, and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Francisco Porto. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>